Hello, everyone, and welcome to another preview here on the Cycling Dane Extra channel or on the podcast. If you're listening today, I am joined by Patrick Blake of Audu Cycling and one third of the Echelon Cycling Podcast. And we are going to be talking about the European Championships. Yes, the Grand Tours are over. The World Championships is over, but there's still racing to be had. And I mean, yeah, Patrick, we are in the Netherlands. And uh, yeah, what do you associate with the European Championships? I think of like the Crystal win, the insane Italian streak as well at one point point and uh yeah Jakobsen winning last year as well and that one which is in Glasgow which which Trenton won ahead of Vanderpool and Van Aert I think the, the European Championships can sometimes be a little bit underrated because it always kind of gets it always gets masked by some other races in the region but I think that with world champs out of the way perhaps it gets a little bit more attention so that's why we're doing a designated sort of analysis for it today so we'll take a look at the route and the competitors and try and decide and we'll probably give a prediction at the end as to who we're going to, you know, think is going to win, which will probably be wrong, by the way. We're not probably, we will do a prediction. What is this? Probably, <laughs> got to keep the people guessing. It is in the Netherlands. And what does the route look like for the 2023? We start in Assen and we finish at the end of the Col de Vam. It is 198.5 kilometers and we go up the Col de Vam. The first ascent is at 115.5 kilometers and we do this ascent six times, which is up the tarmac version of this. It kind of the Col de Vam, if you don't know, is in this cycle park. It's sort of a place where people train their cyclocross skills and stuff like that and then the final time up the Col de Vam is 0.3 kilometers at 6.7 percent but this is the cobbled version of it so this could be the quite interesting part of this because the race doesn't finish at the top of the Col de Vam you have to descend down the other side of it so if you attack on there and get just a two three second gap that could certainly be enough so it's not going to be a flat out sprint per se despite what the start list seems to indicate it could certainly be a bit more of a classic style guy or just like a strong sprinter like I don't know, look like like a Christoph, like he mentioned, or or a Pedersen or something like that. You know, these guys are the sorts of riders who I think will be very successful here. But also a quick note on the on the weather forecast, which I've I've taken a look at. Apparently the colder fam is going to be a headwind, which probably will help to keep things bunched together. So maybe it'll be a bit more of a sprint. And it's also looking to be quite a sunny day. So no real threats of sort of rain influencing this but the wind is quite strong so we'll have to wait and see if crosswinds become a factor in that but yeah should we go take a look at the at the rider list yeah we might as well pay respects to the hosts and the defending champions the Netherlands obviously there's no match around a pole in there which I'm happy about because if he won this we wouldn't be seeing the European Champions kit for a year and uh yeah Patrick Olaf Koy in there Mike Jonasson Bax as well, who's won a state, well, a one day race recently. And maybe this kind of thing with the riders coming out of Grand Tour having better legs. Like normally we would see world championship contenders go to the World Spanner, yeah, to tune up and then they would be flying at the world. So maybe the world is used this time for that for the euros but what do you think of the dutch chances this year i think it's got a very good chance considering that koi seems to be in just incredible form given how many stages he won at the tour of britain and like you say turnison as well they've also got vandenberg coming out of the welter so i think it's a decently kind of poised squad i think it's got a good amount of domestiques in there i, w- I would expect that they're around koi to be honest with you i'm just not sure if the climb is 
hard or long enough to really create an attritional enough of a race for a Turnison. I think that he will be more of a lead-out role, so I'm looking especially towards Coy to be leading the Dutch team in this year's edition. But you think Coy can be competitive given that cobbled climb? I think so. I Because it's it's 300 metres long, so it's more of just like a pure sprint up there rather than a, an Ardequermont or a Paterberg or something that we used to. The cobbles aren't that hard either. They're quite like a man-made cobbled climb. Uh, it's well-placed. They're not really like jagged or anything like Roubaix cobbles. They're quite, I don't want to say smooth, but they're, you know, they're, they're okay so i think that koi can still make it but yeah it really depends is he going to be the instigator of the move at the end of the cobble bit is he just going to be trying to follow because i think it's going to be if you finish if you get over the top of that climb first second or third that's the podium pretty much i think it's going to be really hard to try and move up over the top of a climb so yeah i think koi's good enough to not be troubled by a small climb like this well enough talking about the netherlands fabi jakob is not here to defend his title unfortunately but belgium i think the belgian team is absolutely ridiculous when you look at it on paper obviously all of koi's hopefully career rival honor delhi is here while Renard as well kind of heading up this team well it's just a stacked team isn't it what what do you kind of think of the Belgian chances and do you think these are once again the team that we're all going to be looking towards it does feel like we always look towards Belgium when it comes to any kind of national event and this like you say is no different with Van Aert, De Lee, De Boist, Lampard, Steuven, Edward Turns, Florian Vermeersch Tim de Klerk to sit on the peloton the whole day. It's just an insane squad to be bringing to this kind of race. It almost feels like they've got too much talent because I don't know, are they going to try and really rip this race apart from far out? It feels like a bit of a waste to bring such talent and probably just line it all out for just a sprint. And it's also, is it going to be Delhi who's sprinting? Is it going to be Wout van Aert? You know, we, we just don't know because, you know, Wout is it would be cool if he could have a European champs jersey. That would be really cool to see. Imagine but, him, him and Matra fighting it out next year oh, for the, the oh. Ronde Blanderen. That That is going to be the Boone and, and Cancellara battle if you have the world champion and oh. the European champion. That would be beautiful. That would be so amazing. Now that you've got that image in my head, I really want it to happen. But I think realistically it would be Delee to be the man considering that he's been in really good form recently. So actually I, I like know, it. It's hard it's really hard to say, but they've, they've got a they've just got a riches of spoils in this team. It's hard to just tell what's going to happen. I might predict that they're gonna try rip it up from further out, but there's no telling this Belgium squad. You could honestly pick four people on this team to be the leader and they could all have a good shot of winning. But yeah, well we'll see if our predictions reflect this. But in terms of next team, channel favourite, Denmark's national team. <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned him earlier. Mess Pilsen has been on terrific form this year, winning in the span of one week. He won the Hamburg Classic as well as the Tour of Denmark. But in this team, you've got Tobias Andreessen, young, very good sprinter, Christopher Juliensen, Matthias Norsko, Andreas Kohn, who picked up a stage win as well. There's a lot of these people I could just say friend of the channel of, but I won't. I'll, I'll be... Civil. Kesper Pilsen as well, who's been riding in the services of Remco Venepol, who's been looking good as well. Mikael Merku and Mikael Bjerro as well. So that team is quite rounded. And if Mess Pilsen is their leader, and then they kind of had Andreas Korn as the second leader, this, this is a very strong team, do you not think? 
the good thing about Denmark is that they usually just focus in around a leader, which is usually Pedersen. Max Pedersen, that is not Casper Pedersen. Sorry, Casper. Mm. But but that's the benefit of Denmark. Of, of like rather than a, a Belgium or something who have two like so many riders who they could choose from is that they focus all in on Pedersen and this ascent of the Col de Van which happens you know six seven times whatever if they properly just drill it for each of these times you get 10 kilometers rest or something between each of these ascents 13 kilometers so it's not like a huge amount of time to recover and if you if you're you know trying to hurt the sprinters you could really get like a cron Casper Pedersen, you know, or Mikael Björk to really like hammer it up this climb and try to string it out. And I think that Pedersen's got a great shot of this. He didn't even finish the Super 8 Classic the other day, which does make me a little bit apprehensive about him. But he is, you know, this is probably like Pedersen's last big goal of the season. Like, this is like, I would expect that after this, it's kind of like season ends, look towards next year. And I think this kind of finish really suits him. Cobbled, short climb. He's very good at this sort of stuff. I think Pedersen's a real good candidate to be winning this race. Yeah, maybe we're doing the didn't finish because of mind games. Uh, Maybe not. But France, we should probably go there as well. Fairly strong team. Christophe Laporte, potentially Arnaud Demar. Benoit Kosnefar, who was underwhelming a bit in the Tour de France. And yeah, what do you think of them? France, yeah, Christophe de Mar, Laporte, Sandy Dujardin, he's been doing good recently in some races, Louvel, Clément Rousseau, Seneschal, Axel Zongler, like, who's the domestique in this in this team? I, I don't know, because any one of these guys could be, you know, a top 10 candidate on the day. Laporte, for some reason, never really seems to go that well towards the end of the season. You know, we all think of classic season Laporte winning Ghent Vavelgum, being up there in all the Cobble Classics, Dwarz Dors Vlandren winner. But for some reason, at the end of the season, go look at his stats. He just doesn't seem to perform at the end of the year. It's very, it's just very odd. Um, even though the course massively suits him. Like, this is a brilliant course for Laporte. I think it suits. Laporte and Demar more than a Cousinefoir, to be honest with you, especially with like the cobbled finish. I just, I just don't think that Cousinefoir has been showing the form recently to really warrant pure leadership. I think France will go in with like a multi-pronged attack, like they usually do. Hard to tell who it's going to be, but I would say realistically it should be Demar or Laporte, but it could honestly be five or six riders in this team. I don't know. Take rebuttal. your pick. Rebuttal here from me. You said Laporte doesn't do well in the final part of the season. What happened last year? Second in the world and won the memory race of Frank Vandenbroek. All right, the memory races of some <laughs> old Belgian guy do not count as a some, form indicator. Some old Belgian guy. That is what you're saying about Frank Vandenbroek. Okay. I, I see. What, I do take your point as to world, other world champs, though. That, I hope the comments are coming for you for that comment. <laughs> Literally, bring it on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, in the UK. Obviously, we're both big fans of this generation. Absolutely, I think we are on the cusp of a golden generation for the UK. Once again, it's like the Wiggins generation. 
coming up. Ethan Hater, obviously, we like him quite a lot. Luke Rowe in there. You've got Jake Stewart. Plenty of Yorkshiremen in here as well, which you're, you're happy about. Josh Tarling, who's been incredible this year as a Neo Pro. Sam Watson, etc. Was at the well. Was he at the Welter? But like, yeah. What do you think of this team? Louis Aski was at the Welter Spain as well. But like you said, it's a long list right now. The, yeah, stacked field to be honest. I think given the Welter, Louis Aski seemed to be the sprinter for Group Harmer. But I think he's definitely more of a classic style sprint, and I think that this course suits him quite well. So I think that him and Watson is a good combination. Of course, as you said, we don't know the the, the list, the, like the short list. Ethan Hate is a weird one, because like we've seen many times before, he hangs out the back of a peloton, and there's no way that you're going to be winning this race by being at the back over this, over like towards the end of this climb. It's just not going to happen. So, and the hater just hasn't really been on fire this season. Something's just not quite there. So I'm tempted to say like Kanaski, Watson, Sean Flynn as well came top 10 on that kind of more punchy finish on stage three with Welter. And then you got those good domestiques like your Tarlings, your Connor Swifts and Luke Rose to keep things together. But I'm looking forward. I do think that GB could finish inside the top 10 with an Aski or a Watson personally. Yeah, I, I agree. But we might as well go to outsiders. Sorry, Italy, I'm not putting you in the favorite uh, section. But Italy, they're obviously coming with Ghana. You've got Manteo Trentin. They, we've talked about that that incredible streak that they had for a while. And uh, yeah, Catania looking very good as well. Ireland, maybe not. Sam Bennett, Molen, Norway, you mentioned as well. Kristoff's in that team. It's a very strong Norwegian team, but obviously they're having one of the best generations in a while, like overall. Uh, Tobias Foss, the former world champion in the time trial, Andreas Lechnesson. Yeah, out of the outsider category, who who are you kind of looking towards? Is there anyone who, who's lighting your fire? I'm actually quite excited to see what Rui Oliveira can do after his oh, really? like existential lead out of the year. Milano coming off of Welter, I'm kind of tempted to see what what he can do, especially since Portugal don't really have you know a, a pure leader. I think in their ranks, I think that Oliver Rui Oliveira could be a cool one. Uh, Rory Townsend of Ireland, quite excited to see. Did you save Valenshold for Norway? No, I didn't. Actually, that that's criminal. <laughs> <laughs> he he would be a really good cool right. as well. Yeah, he's probably their guy. Yeah, oh, he should shame on me. Be their guy. It's like a changing of the guard now with Norwegian cycling, where it's sort of sometimes they go for Kristoff and sometimes they go for for Valenshold. and it's sort of like yeah, like this handing over time where which Valenshold's going to be kind of like the new Kristoff. So it'll be it's hard to tell which they're going to go for. I would expect they would go for Valenshold. I think for this more snappy short climb suits him a bit more than a Kristoff personally so we'll wait and see but yeah I'm excited to see what Valenshold can do as well and gosh yeah like you say who else I mean Govacar maybe for Slovenia might be their man or, or Luka Mezgec he could certainly be interesting course there's no Pogaccia here but I think you pretty much covered it I don't I'm look, just quit taking a quick look of the rest of the start list I think that we pretty much covered everyone but I'm sure the comments section will let us know some outside people who we've missed. And yeah, be sure to put in the comments if we have missed anyone. Yeah. Anyways, coming to our favorite part of the show, the predictions round. And obviously, yeah, this is kind of hit and miss. <laughs> I think this is the first European 
championships preview as well. So uh, it'll be unprecedented uh, if we get it right or wrong. And uh, yeah, who's your podium? I am going to go with third place will be Olaf Koy. Second place will be Wout Van Aert. And first place will be Arno De Lee. Because I think that Wout Van Aert's going to do such a killer lead out. String it out. And then De Lee's just going to like, come up the line. Where's Max Pettersson? He's, uh, I don't know. He dropped off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's he, he's just like swinging a little bit of a back for like a fifth place or something. I thought you would put Byron Child on there or at least one of the Yorkshire boys, but apparently not. I'm, I'm, listen, I went with too many heart picks during the Vuelta and I'm deciding to rein it back in and uh, <laughs> go for something a bit more logical. You killed the dream, but I'm going to continue it. It's going to be alive. Uh, I haven't thought of third place. Third place, I'll give to Soren Varenschild. Why not? Second place, his Scandinavian buddy of Mess Pilsen. And the winner will be Wout van Aert. And we get the the world versus the European. Oh, Arnold Dilly is going to ruin this, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> the vision. I'm committing to the vision. Imagine. Yeah. If you think oh. about it, it will manifest itself. Wout van Aert will win. I would love to see Wout win, but I think you're right. It's just Dilly, you know. I don't want to be right. I want to be Wout. Wout, come on, Wout. <laughs> come on, Wout. We're rooting for you. But anyways, that's it for our preview here of the European Championships in the Netherlands. And make sure to comment down below what your prediction is. Hit the like button. Let's try and get to 200 likes here. Subscribe to the channel and check out Patrick's channel as well, of course, Audu Cycling. And join us over on the Echelon Cycling Podcast every Monday. But as always, thank you very much for watching and we will see you around.